SAFM. Primetime, all day long. Good to hear from you this morning. Well, now the big mining company Glencore, one of the biggest mining and commodity traders in the world, they've received papers brought against them by the human rights lawyer, the class action lawyer Richard Spur. He's working on behalf of mine workers who worked in the coal mine industry and breathed in coal mine dust. You remember the silicosis case, uh, for example, people breathing in dust all through their careers and the damage that did to them. That was against the gold industry they settled. Now it's the coal industry industry and it would seem the latest development is papers being served on Glencore. Richard Spoer joins us now. Richard, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. What are you asking for from Glencore? What do you want them to do? First and foremost, we want them to agree that we um, uh, run the litigation against them as a class action, as a representative action on behalf of um, the entire class of mine workers who worked on their mines and who contracted these diseases or who died from these diseases. We have 11 class representatives who are representative of this class of workers, but we want Glencore to agree that we can bring this matter um, as a group. If, if Glencore don't agree, we want the court to allow us to do it as a class action. And from that point on, we're seeking damages against them and their various um, the associated companies and the owners of mines, co-owners of mines that they work, um, and to hold them liable in delict for the harm that they've done. Could they have known at the time that they needed to do more to protect their workers? And I think you're going all the way back to 1965. Yes, Glencore come onto the scene later, but they assume responsibility when they buy these mines. Um, certainly the knowledge around these diseases and how to prevent them is well understood. And a core part of our case is about how uh, the racial uh, setup in this country contributed to excessive exposures, a lack of concern for the lives of black mine workers in particular. When Glencore came into the country um, and bought over these companies, they knew and understand the background and history, but we're also holding them liable for their own neglect. Um, they've been here for about 20 years, and during this period, significant numbers of workers have gotten ill uh, as a result of the poor conditions underground in their mines. Do you know overall how many mine workers could have been affected by this and might be actually, you know, possibly qualify for compensation? Um, there will be several thousands um, who have contracted these diseases. Your risk of contracting one of these diseases if you spend 20 years underground in a South African coal mine is, is, is greater than one in five. It's one in four, one in three, round about there. So... Um, for people with long service on these mines, your chances of contracting these diseases is very high indeed. And people who've already passed away as a result of these diseases? They are One of the uh, class representatives is a widow of a coal mine worker who died as a result of, um, in consequence of this disease. And um, yes, there are claims for dependents, um, and we're including dependents as a class of people. Um, who have a claim against Glencore. 
Richard, yesterday we took a call from Tabo in Kronstadt. He said that he was a minor, that he was suffering from silicosis, so he's referring to the previous class action where there was a settlement uh, between uh, the people who you led or represented um, and the gold mining industry. I mean, we could hear his lungs on air, Richard. It was quite something. He said that he had not yet been paid out. How did how did how was it decided who got paid and who didn't? Um, well, that is an ongoing process. So people submit claims, and those claims are processed. They ought to be processed within a period of about 120 days max. But we are experiencing, or the trust is experiencing, some difficulties and challenges. Um, paperwork that's outstanding, information that needs to be checked with the mines about employment and the like and this does lead to delays um, it's an ongoing um, process of trying to improve efficiencies and it's something that the trust is working on on a day-to-day -day basis and where I, I retain an interest and concern and keep participating to ensure that we work better if someone is sort of denied this compensation, is there an appeals process? Is there someone else in the trust or another group of people they can go to to say, I, I think that I've been wronged here, I should be getting this money? Um, they're welcome to contact us. Um, that's, um, you know, Richards were incorporated, the law firm with, with a query, with their details, and we can take it up with the trust. But the trust does have call centers. Um, and they do respond in writing to queries. There are also a couple of civil society organizations, in particular Justice for Minors, um, which is established um, independently of the trust, nothing to do with the trust, but pursues the rights um, and interests of mine workers who have claims under this trust. And workers are effective watchdog to keep an eye over the operations of the trust and ensure they, 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 they live up to their promise. Um, so someone who hasn't got paid yet could still get paid. Is there a closing date, an end date, by the time that sort of Tiamo Trust makes its last payment? No, no, no. This is an ongoing thing. They've only paid a fraction of claims. Um, they've paid over a billion rand to date. But, um, you know, we've barely touched Mozambique. We've barely touched Zimbabwe, um, Botswana. And big parts of South Africa haven't been... Uh, properly covered yet so there are still um, claims coming in on a daily basis people in remote rural areas don't really despite the extensive advertising that did take place through print and radio um, there are still thousands of people out there who haven't been reached so outreach and finding these people is ongoing the trust is a life of 10 years to to find people and I think this is now year three going into year four Richard, I didn't mean for this to happen, but Richard from but uh, Tabo from Kronstadt's phoned in. I'm just going to put him on for a moment, and let's just hear maybe already what you've said will help him out. Uh, Tabo, good morning. Uh, you've heard our we heard you yesterday. Uh, we heard you talking to us. We heard your lungs yesterday. Um, you've heard what Richard Spur has been saying. Uh, does any of this help you? Do you think? No, uh, Stephen. Uh, he knows uh, uh, Mr. Richard Spur. It was it legal resources, they were three, and then they got five billion then from America or Anglo Gold. In Velcom now, they they made a, a small, with a low bet, and uh, where they testing people over 70 years like me, I'm 74, 
Now, how are you going to blast? And uh, the answer, as he say, you wait for three months, uh, 120 days, so on and so on. Somebody's old, somebody's passed away. After when they give you an answer, they say that person can still go to work. Most of them since 1963, 62, until uh, l- lately. What did they are testing people? Because uh, open uh, hospitals in Belcom and, and here mm-hmm. in Western Transvaal, Kiesop, already declared such people, they have silicosis. Widows are standing queue. They want the, their money. It's nothing come right. So you filed your paperwork with the Chiamo Trust. Did they tell you that they weren't going to pay you or did they not come back to you at all? They came back to me after uh, three months, they say, you, your application was not successful. Okay. Um, uh, Richard Spur, I mean, this is exactly the kind of case we're talking about. It would seem there are some problems here. Mm. Um, you know, it's not clear why his application was unsuccessful. It could either be because his um, he, he had no service at one of the qualifying mines, which is the mines that participate in the scheme. Alternatively, it could be the nature of the disease that he has that is not silicosis or silicotuberculosis. Um, but, you know, this, I mean, listening to him, um, he was working in the Free State Mines. They were nearly all participants in this scheme. Uh, we need to understand why um, his claim was rejected. Um, all right. I'd, I'd need more information to, sure. to understand why. Okay, Tabo, what I'm going to suggest is we've got your number. Are you all right if we pass your information on to Richard Spur attorneys and they investigate from there? And then, Tabo, will you come back to us in January next year, third week of January maybe, and let us know what happened? Is that okay? Yes, it's not me alone, Stephen. We were, sure. we were working together as a team in uh, Island Beach and Welcome Around. We talk about uh, nearly more than 40 to 60 sure. files. Okay. When we went, we went there. I will be there next year so that we must uh, deal okay. with the situation because the widow, widows are still waiting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Tabo, that's what I'm going to do then. Thank you. Is I'm going to pass your details on to Richard Spur and he'll deal with it from there. All right, Richard, thank you. I presume you're humf- uh, comfortable with that and we'll hear back from Tabo early Absolutely. next year. Richard Spur from Richard Spur Attorneys. Thank you. Six minutes to eight.